When you use Basecamp to run projects, people know what to do, people know where things are, and you stay on top of everything all the time. It is the Chicago First podcast on the Dynasty Podcast Network, featuring interviews with Chicago's premier artists and industry and creatives and culture leaders. Hosted by Haima Black, welcome to Chicago. Yo. Dynasty Podcast, man, here with Sterling Hayes. Yo, yo. Uh, first one here out of all the guests tonight and uh, closing mm-hmm. us in on the broadcast again. Right. Can hugely appreciate you being uh, like... All time. Yeah. You've been here for days. Uh, how are you doing, man? I'm good. Yeah. I'm great. Uh, so you are an artist who got on my radar with your new record. Uh, you know, we were able to connect and we've never had you on the podcast before, man. So I really appreciate you coming on. Right. I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, so bring us into the new record. It's called Anti uh, Antidepressant. Yeah, Antidepressant. It's a twenty track. It's long mixtape, but um, I mean, to me, it's like about eleven because like six of the tracks are out already. So it was like eleven songs no one ever heard before. But what made you th- decide to like release that kind of like comprehends like that long of a project? Um, some people like go for that like really short, yeah, 10, I mean, 12 song. It it made the story make sense, you know. It was uh, it made it cohesive. Yeah. But um, like I said, to me, the um, the songs that I put out, I didn't do them justice because I didn't have the resources I had towards the end of the project. Cause it like the it was like a two and a half year. Yeah. Span. So um, you know, like I said, I got it mixed and mastered professionally or whatever. Shout out to Studio Steve. Man, shit, I just wanted to do those songs justice, so I re-released them and just put them on the project. So you redid some of those early songs? Yeah. Yeah. I redid a lot of shit. How did the process, like, you know, starting out from where you maybe didn't have some of these resources, like, when did they start to come into play, and how were you able to get resources that kind of improved the quality of your work? Um, Honestly, like, uh, like, Kembe, he was, like, one of, he was on, like, one of the first three songs I've made. Yeah. So um, I wouldn't say I was weak, but, like, I just started off, um, I saw all my homies, that's what they was doing, and I was kind of at, like, a breaking point in life. So I'm like, man, I I got a lot of shit to talk about. So well, um, And you grew up around, like, a lot of the safe money. Yeah, we all, I've known 90% of the guys for over 12 years. That's crazy. So, um, so you were really there at the beginning, you saw yeah, what was happening. Yeah, before... Yeah. Before Chance started rapping, before Vic started rapping, all of that. So how did that influence you? Like, just kind of seeing, like, yeah, yeah. your peers reach this, you know, kind of crazy level? Um, yeah, instead of um, me being me, instead of asking for a handout, you know, I'm, if he can do it, I can do it, too. Like, I, I, I grew up with him. You know? Right. We got some of the same characteristics, same identity, so. But you wanted to make your own lane. Yeah, I wanted to make my own lane and uh, still be a part of the brand and the family. Yeah. Well, antidepressant, bring us into the concept with this because it is a, it's not a light record. You know, there's some heaviness into Mm -hmm. it. Kind of talk about Um, making that from your end. So basically, like I said, I was at a breaking point in life and um, I was kind of, as like to put it, I just really thought of this like last week, but I kind of thought, like, I never could think of a genre Mm for the tape. And it would it would bug me, and I kind of feel like it was like psychedelic, and like not to be like pro drug use, but like I wasn't 
doing this, what I was doing for fun. Like, I was really going through something. Yeah. And the music, like, just being in the studio and creating it was, like, therapeutic. Like, just like, like Basquiat, like, he wrote what he felt, literally. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing. Well, yeah, I mean, and there's so many instances of, like, artists who have had, you know, some really significant challenges, some real trials, mm-hmm. and then, yeah, that art, that music, like, that becomes their release, right. and that becomes, like, a salvation for them. Yeah. And it goes back to the um, to the saying, like, misery loves company. Yeah. So um, I just knew that there, like, it always made me comfortable knowing that someone else was going through what I was going through. Like, I wasn't the only person. So I'm like, man, maybe if I can put, put it, it out on there. the table, like, I could probably reach others like me and, you know, make, like, an underground connection, you know. Have you had people reach out <laughs> yeah. who have listened to this and say, man, like, this connected yeah. with me or... Plenty of times. Yeah. Like, the songs that don't... The song, like, Burden, for example, it has, mm-hmm. like... That's a one heavy the, song. Yeah, it has one of the fewer amounts of plays. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it's a song that... That's, like, what last. Out of all the songs on there. That was my favorite song, but, like... Oh, it stands out. Yeah, statistically, it wasn't the best. But, like, the response, that's Well, I think crazy. that... You know, there's songs that just become hits because they're catchy. Right. You know, yeah, you got, like... Something that happens, like, a Call Me Maybe, and you just can't mm-hmm. escape it for two years. And there's other songs that, like, really connect with people because of the themes, because of what's exactly. saying. And I yeah. think Burden really, like... I mean, that's real. Yeah, yeah I think so that hits like, people. Um, I tried to make my music... Um, well, for the listeners... Is an update of what's going on, and like, and especially for the fans that can't, that can't put my, themselves in my shoes, because like some of my fans, most of my fans, or even my friends, like they've either been to my shoes or can put themselves in it. And these are for the people that are watching from a distance, but wondering like what's going on in these kids' minds, like. And that's I told you, I let you know. So, in working on this project, do you feel like you're in a better space now? Then when you kind of like began this yeah. journey, um, the response I got encouraged me to keep making music because I was really, like I said, it was therapeutic for me. I didn't care about like the numbers. I didn't care about nothing. I just did it to feel good, to yeah, feel better. You did it for my, yourself. Did it for me, and then now I'm starting to be a little bit more selfless and doing it for others. And um, like I said, I'm I'm good with it. So I'm I'm gonna run at it. So yeah, yeah. Um, talk about some of the producers that you worked with here. Uh, looking um, at this list, man, we got names like uh, Spanish Diego, and then like Peter Cottontail, yeah. Smoko Ono, Knox Fortune. Like, I mean, these are people who are doing things. In yeah, Chicago. I mean, as them being like like Spanish Diego, but grew up with him. His and, name comes up on the yeah, tape. Yeah, he's we're basically in a band. So yeah. Um, on inside the press, and I wanted to just you know. Smoko, brother, Peter Cottontail, Nate Fox. Like, I just, I got to work with them. Those are all the safe money. Yeah, I just, just off off GP, you know, off back, I got to jump. I got to work with them. But, uh, I mean, like I said, uh, Spanish, he's he's a musical genius. He knows my style. I don't really have to tell him anything. Where else do people know his work from? Just me. Just you. So, like, he got his own, like, beat tapes and, and all that, but he was... Producing years before I started rapping, right? So he's been doing the shit. He's doing it, but yeah. like it seems like you guys really had that connection. Yeah, there. Exactly. Yeah. Um, where like now that it's out and now that people have heard it, like where do you go 
with a record like this? Like, what are your goals for like it being out there? What is it opening up for you now that the effort is finished? Um, I'm trying to do visuals that match the um, the feeling of the tape. Yeah, which is is going to be. It takes a lot of thought. It's going to be um, heavy. Though. Yeah, it's going to be heavy. So I want to make some so you can visually see and hear what's going on. Yeah, in 2016 in the head of a Chicago youth. Yeah. So, um, well, being in Chicago, man, it's like, you know, we've been talking all night about how, like how we're in, we're in kind of this incredible moment in the city where there's, there's really horrific things going on that are, that are heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, there's, there's these incredible highs where you see people like, like every, you know, we know, but like these incredible things happening for Chicago. And so like, what is it like for you being an artist here in the midst of kind of not to be cliche, like the best and worst of times? Um, um, it, it reminds me of the Harlem Renaissance. What's mm-hmm. going on right now? Like, just except everybody's ego is huge right now. It wasn't <laughs> like that back Follow me online. Yeah, so you know, but like, um, being a part of it and having my iPod full of Chicago artists, like, not even on purpose. Right. It's just, just because that's it's the best amazing. Music. Like, man, I know him or I seen him before mm-hmm. or I, you know, stuff like that. That's the bar is my barber son. Like all that type of shit. It's that community. We talk so, about this yeah. all the time. That so Chicago's you got a very um, small community. Right. So even though, like like I said, egos are crazy big right now, that's why you don't get the unity that everybody wants to see. But like I said, I guess I'm blessed to be a part of it. And yeah, I'm man. help absolutely. push this renaissance forward. And um, like I said, if we can't change the culture around us, you know, we're just going to change it in a circle. Yeah, I mean, that's where so, it starts, though. Yeah. It's like, again, very cliche, but true. Like, be the change you want to see. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, me and the Save Money guys, we plan to stick together to now, the end, so. Obviously, the Save Money crew, of course, that's on the list. Like, who are some other Chicago artists, creatives, talents? Like, you know, who else is doing things in Chicago that gets you excited or that you're a fan of or that you support? I literally listen to everybody. Yeah. Um, aside from like, um, like my circle, like Alex Wiley, Kembe, sure. I, I, like I, we all literally, I've known Alex since I was like, since our parents made us go to church. Like that's like so five just, or six, just forever. Like at least fifteen years, something like that. Yeah. But um, like I said, um, other than the people that I support, like directly. Like I listen to Lil Durk a lot, mm-hmm. Chief Keef. Yeah, man, like you went really harder. Just not harder. even, not even saying the like the drill scene. I just, mm-hmm. I and the producers too. Chop everybody. Yeah. Like, what? Nobody's making better music except like I listen to Atlanta and Chicago. That's about it. Yeah, I mean it's an incredible time here. Yeah. Um, for anybody who watching, listening to this, anything like that, like. Who maybe is in a similar place where they're like, man, I'd like to do something, but I'm I'm battling my own things. Like I got my own mm-hmm. obstacles. Like, what would you tell them? You know, if they want to um, go out and create music or make something, I would say definitely. Like I, um, what I learned from being like at a breaking point in life was, um, like I said, knowing your talents and honing your talents is very important. And even though, like, I know a lot of people are struggling. Like, what mm-hmm. am I good at? And people are in school even just, like, wondering, like, what am I good at? What I'm going to do after junior year? Like, I still don't know what I want to be. So um, I don't know, like, 
not to be super religious or whatever, but like during my breaking point, I guess God showed me what I was good at. Like I like I've been I played sports and did all that shit. Like I I have multiple talents. Right. But um I just got a lot of subliminal messages so that told me to keep going at this. And um like I would I would call it a message from God cuz yeah. I can't explain that any other way. So um like I said if you're at that point in life when you don't know what you're good at or don't know what to do just stay positive and if you don't know it'll come to you. Yeah, and I think make something. Yeah. Go make something and that's going to it can make all the difference in the world. Exactly. Yeah. Uh what else is coming up on deck for you as we enter, you know, the end of 2016? Um, look at 17 kind of ahead like what's on deck. So I have a EP yeah. titled Side Effects is completely done. Like I said, I need these visuals from Anti, maybe mm-hmm. one or two from Side Effects, six track EP. But that's like super heavy. It's, you know, like Burden times 10 every song. Oh, man. So, so uh, that's like winter listening. Oh, yeah. It's, it's crazy. It makes somebody cry, probably. I cry when I listen to it sometimes. Yeah. When but I, you know what, man? That's, that's the music that sticks with me the longest, like an artist like an Elliot Smith or somebody that, like, mm-hmm. is real. Yeah, you know super I mean? real. And that's, I think, significant. Yeah. I've had a, some fans tell me I was too honest. Yeah. Like, man, dude, you got to But I think that that's important. Like, in this age of, like, people only putting the greatest hits on Instagram, making their mm-hmm. life look like it's a rap video 24-7, it's, it's not. not. You, know? you see all these celebrities beating on their wives and all this shit. It's not. Money doesn't make you happy. No. So. I think creating work that's significant to you makes yeah, you happy. exactly. That, that's been what it is for me. hmm Yeah. So, yeah, it's not always about the technical skill. It's about if... What if you have a story, or if you have something to say and it's significant, people are gonna listen to it. Like it That's doesn't matter if you thing. sit in the crib and rap all day every day. If somebody has a story to tell that's more significant to the culture than yours, that's the one people are gonna gravitate to. It's emotional connection, man. That's yeah. that's the realest thing, and that is what people want. Exactly. Whether it's in their movies, their TV, even mm-hmm. in the story where their food comes from, they want emotional connection. You know, that's why. Like, I always use the example of, like, someone like Batman. Like, Batman's endured for decades because, like, it's easy to understand, like, so his parents killed. Yeah, story. Decided, like, I'm going to do something about this. And that's easy to wrap your head around. You go, like, right on. Um, Man, Sterling Hayes' record is called Antidepressant. It's out on SoundCloud. Where else can people get it? SoundCloud. SoundCloud, okay. Mm -hmm. Right on. Um, I recommend checking it out. It is a good listen. It's a headphone listen, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, for coming up, man. I'm glad we got to start this conversation. Let's have Don't you on again it. in the future. Yep, let's do it. Awesome, man. You've been listening to a production of Dynasty Podcast. Find more Dynasty Podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com. For the dynamic dynasty, Dynasty Descend.